Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. Get ready. We have a double dose of all Americans on today's episode of Nothing But Net with Debbie Antonelli. Debbie talks with Aaliyah Boston of South Carolina women's basketball and Ryan Howard of Kentucky women's basketball. Find out uh, what Aaliyah and her teammates are doing to deal with the celebrity and the, the expectations that they have put on them this year. And uh, find out what Ryan is learning from going to uh, the men's practices at Kentucky and, and having conversations with Coach Calipari. All of that and much more in this episode of Nothing But Net with Debbie Antonelli. Enjoy. Aaliyah Boston, what a thrill. Thank you so much for joining us on Nothing But Net. Of course. Thank you for having me. So how's it going as the number one team? What's life like walking around campus in Columbia? Oh, it's, I mean, it's good. It's good. It's fun. What's been uh, the most challenging situation for you guys as a team and dealing with all the celebrity that you guys have received over the last couple of years? Oh, um, I mean, I wouldn't say anything's really a challenge. Um, I just think it's exciting, everything that we've done over the past couple of years and um, what people recognize us for. It's just something that we smile about and we just keep working. It takes the right attitude, right? When you're in the grocery store, or you're putting gas in your car or you're doing something somewhere around town where people say, hey, there's Aaliyah Boston. Let's get a picture or autograph, right? You got to be yep. an ambassador. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's I mean, it, it makes you feel good about yourself, though, just because you see, oh, my gosh, they recognize me. And it's like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. So, of course, we want to take okay. a picture. So is there any measure of that kind of celebrity that factors in when you're in the gym by yourself? And no one else is in there while you're working on your game. Like, does it serve as motivation? Um, I would say just wanting to get better within itself serves as a lot of motivation. Um, but I mean, I guess you could say that also because you want to just work hard because you know that people are watching and you just want to make sure that you're playing the best that you can. A lot of times when teams get the kind of publicity that you guys do receive, and I, and I do think you get a lot of attention. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. You guys carry the headline in sports a lot down here, which is really awesome. Um, but when, when you have that kind of celebrity, do you deem it to be a sense of pressure in some ways, or does it totally feel like opportunity? I think we should, I mean, I'm not sure how some others might take it, but I definitely take it as opportunity just because yes, pressure comes within itself. I feel like people, I mean, individuals in our own team probably puts pressure on themselves. So we shouldn't really take that celebrity um, thing as pressure just because we're doing what we love to do, which is play basketball. So it's just opportunity to just continue to get better and show people what Gabe Coughlin's basketball is all about. You made a considerable um, commitment in the offseason to your fitness level. And sometimes when you change your body, you have to adapt your game to be able to, to, to align with your new body. Have you had any? issues with your speed or your athleticism or all the things that you've gained because you've changed your fitness level? 
they only got better. <laughs> they only got better. I think it definitely helped that I was losing the weight like while we were playing. So I was staying active, continuing to do everything that I was doing before. So I definitely think that helped me to not have to ch- work on or like ch- do any like major changes to my game. You know, over the history of basketball, big girls tend to, tend to gain weight during the season, not lose it. So it's yeah. pretty phenomenal that you were able to do that. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm just glad it, it, it went off so smoothly. I want to ask about the scout report on Zaya Cook. I think she's one of the best guards in the country yet. I think sometimes she gets, I don't want to say overlooked, but not rated as high as maybe she should. What would you say about having a, a backcourt player like Zaya to play alongside you and how that helps your game? Yeah, I mean, it helps in a tremendous way. I mean, Zai's a great player. She can knock um, knock the, the three down, not pull up jumper. Um, she keeps people in front of her, um, plays great defense. I mean, she brings a lot of energy. She brings a lot of energy, and it's just fun to play with her. And when it comes to, like, people overlooking her, um, I mean, people are going to have their own opinions. But within our team, we we know everything that Zai brings and every ways that she help us, helps us. And I just think people need to start realizing that. Yeah, I think she's as good a guard as anyone else in the country. Uh, when when you start looking at your schedule, looking forward, um, you've got some Circle Bowl games on there, games that you know you're looking forward to. Is there is it true that Dawn keeps you guys in the moment, one one practice, one game at a time, or is there any chance that you get excited about something that you know is coming up? Oh, we definitely take it one game at a time because. In order to get to that game that you might have circled on your calendar, you have to get through the one, two, or three more that's in front of you. And you don't, we don't take anyone for chance. We respect every opponent, so that's why we take it one game at a time. So when I was in college as a player a long time ago, my coach in college, Kay Yao, also coached the Olympics. And we were all nervous that when she came back from the Olympics, that we were going to end up doing some incredibly crazy, difficult conditioning or skill work or something that we weren't ever going to ever going to be able to do because she had been experiencing it at the highest level with the best talent. Did Dawn come back with any crazy whims or any ideas that she wanted to instill in her program after she had experienced the Olympics at the highest level? Nothing crazy, nothing crazy. She just came back and she was ready to lock into what we had to do and what we needed to do to make ourselves better. Mm -hmm. How many times have you gone back and watched the game in the semifinals uh, last year from the Final Four? Oh, I haven't watched it. You have not watched it? No, I haven't watched it. Why? Because um, I would say that I just I just know, like I, I, I play back in my head enough times to see <laughs> the whole game, but um, we play them soon, so I'm going to end up watching the game but I I mean I replayed it enough in my head to know exactly what plays happened how it happened and things like that so but I haven't I haven't watched it I believe you have Stanford coming up I think it's December 21st at your place right yes, yes. yeah well Stanford and everyone else that you play at home draws a full house it's amazing to me to see how much passion and fever there is inside the building for your team. How does that make you guys feel when you step out on the floor and you know you got Gamecock Nation behind you 
Oh, it makes us feel great. I think we have the best fans in the nation, and they prove that every time we step out on the court um, at home. And even away games, you see our crowd. They travel down to watch us play. Um, I mean, it just feels great because we know that we have a strong crowd cheering us on, and we just got to go out there and play. I love tailgating in your parking lot during uh, basketball games. Usually I'm working when I'm there, so I don't get to stay out in the parking lot too long. But it's pretty cool to be able to go out in the parking lot and, and see that. You don't have that at many places. Yeah, they're awesome. They're awesome. Have you ever been late getting to the arena because the traffic outside the arena is so um, congested? Oh, well, I personally, I enjoy walking from our apartments to the games I enjoy it it's like my my like mellow moment I'm just outside and thinking so I just walk and I'll see people and I'll wait but I always make it on time <laughs> uh, I'm sure everybody has to be on time I was just wondering I've been late getting to the arena for traffic before uh, at other arenas and it's really it's um it's nerve-wracking because you're trying to get to the game and there's people holding you up oh, yeah. uh, when you walk to the arena how far is that um from it's probably like three minutes if that it's a smooth walk yeah it's easy what's your favorite where's your favorite place to hang out on campus favorite place to hang out um if I say my apartment complex is that a bad answer I love I love my my room or the gym I love it how long did it take you to work on getting that face-up game that we see evolving how much time have you spent in the gym this offseason uh, we know you got to go to and encounter on the block what about your face-up game yeah, um, I definitely that was definitely something that I tried to work on this season just so I can become more of a threat and people have to guard me out there, which then allows for my other um, post partner down there to be able to go to work because they have to come out and guard me. So I just tried to help my team on any way I can. And that was developing a face up game. Does Dawn ever let you babysit champ her dog? can't say that she does. I mean, if I was to say, coach, can I babysit? She'll probably say yes, but then have a babysitter for me as I babysit champ. <laughs> uh, I know all the uh, best players, the All-American candidates, all the All-Americans, player of the years, all those players all know each other well because of USA basketball. And recently Paige Becker suffered an, an injury. Have you had a chance to talk to her? Uh, is she somebody that you would send well wishes to is are you close like that how does that work oh absolutely um when I saw the play happen I actually texted her right away and I was like I just prayed for you and that I told her that I love her um but yeah I mean I definitely injury is not something that you wish on anyone I don't I don't think no matter what you guys could be even if you guys competing for like the same spot or the same team I don't think that's something that you need to wish on anyone and you don't want that because you want to play against the best and you want to just continue to compete against the best and you don't want anyone to get hurt because that's just that's just a sad case scenario but definitely been praying for her my family has a prayer group that prays every night and she's been in our prayers um, since she got hurt so I'm just praying for a good recovery and a quick recovery for her. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people would find it surprising how connected all the, the top players at the top of our game are. I think uh, there's a special connection there because I think you you obviously accept the role as an ambassador to the game. All the top players seem to accept that pretty well. Is that something that you ever talk about? Like, how do you handle your stardom uh, when you guys are together? Uh, I mean, we're just, I just think we all, 
like we're all friends. And so I just think that just helps. Like we, we know each other pretty well. And so when we're all together, it's just, it's just fun. Even when we play against each other, it's like, we know we're just competing, but once the game is over, we're back to being friends. <laughs> Aliyah, you seem to have this, um, such an engaging personality with your teammates. It clearly looks to me and, and most people that watch your team play that, that you are the leader. And there's sometimes when you guys may not be doing things exactly right at, in the first half, but when you come out in the second half, it looks like you always make the right adjustments to be able to play at the next level. Um, how much of that has to do with Dawn's adjustments or your adjustments with your teammates? Yeah, um, I think even at, when we go in at halftime, coach um, says what she thinks we need to just continue to do to be better in the second half. Um, even before coach comes in, I might say something and just talk about what we need to do. Um, but I think it just helps that we all talk to each other. Like if I say, oh, I think we need to work on this post up or like see the post, but then Zaire, Henny or LA might say, well, I think the skip pass is open. So I just think that there's just an open line of communication between each other. And I think that definitely helps as long as, as alongside Coach Saley and what she thinks. How much film do you think you watch to prepare for an opponent personally? Oh, I watch a lot. <laughs> I watch a lot of film. But once I know, <laughs> once I know who we're playing, I usually watch old games where I look up games where it was a close game. Then I'll go on YouTube and I'll look their game up and then I'll watch the film that the coaches give us if it's not the same game. And then I'll look at like their key players and look at what they like to do. And it's just a whole lot, but I just keep going, but it works. So. Yeah. Well, a lot of people talk about watching film and they watch themselves. How much do you watch the way the other team defends you or how, you know, what might be open in certain actions when you have the ball how much of off the ball are you are you watching and how much does that help your IQ as a passer? Because you're a really good passer from the top of the floor. Thank you. Yeah, I do. I like I watch film with Coach Coach Fred. And then after most of our games, it's usually posted on YouTube by like the next day. And so I like to hear it with the with the commentators so I can hear what they think also. And so I'll pull it back up and then watch the game and watch. If sometimes it gets hard though. Cause I like cringe at my own self. I'm like, Oh, why did I do that? Or why didn't I duck in or why did I pop? And sometimes it's hard not to pause it, but I'm able to do it. I just have to, so I can see the floor and see what other people are doing and work from there. The other thing I want to ask you is, you know, last year with the COVID year, you really couldn't have scout teams. So you didn't have any guys really in practice. And this year you're able to have the guys. Um, I know it's a rigorous tryout to be able to get a position because Lisa Boyer ain't no joke with the scout team oh, no. right oh no totally right <laughs> tell me a couple of stories if you can or something Lisa may have said or yelled at a scout team guy because they didn't pay attention or if they didn't have the scout right or they weren't oh, um, it's imitating it's her and coach Fred <laughs> and coach law they all they all do it I mean I mean it's I don't think there's like a particular story but if they don't have I mean they go through like so many plays <laughs> and I think the scout team does a great job but as soon as they mess up it's over it's over for them right it's time for a sub it is but they work so hard and I'm glad that we're able to have the scout team back because I think they just make us so much better because I mean they're fast like really fast and they compete like it's we get nothing easy like nothing and so I just think it helps us because when we get into the games it's like we're already expecting physicality or we're expecting it to be this way and then just go in and try to kill. 
you have enough talent on your team this year that you could have two starting fives, really. I mean, if you wanted to break it down, there'll be some games this year on your schedule where your second team would be better than the team that you're playing. And that's why the scout team comes into play, playing against a bunch of guys, right? Because oh, definitely. the guys really change the tempo. They, they're more physical. Yes, they are. Oh, they, they got that. They got that part down. And they have to study the sets. When you say they give them a bunch of plays, you're talking about them executing out-of-bounds plays, sideline out-of-bounds. Yes, sideline uh, out-of-bounds, their plays, their defenses, when they switch up their defenses, how they play their defense. Yeah, they, they have it all. They have it all. That's why you see you can see some scout team guys going on to coach after uh, having an experience uh, oh, like that. They got it all. They I always exactly think it's interesting. Do. Yeah, they don't get stuck just playing defense all day. They got to do the whole thing. Yep, the whole thing. When you look at your whole experience so far, Aaliyah, and it's been so fun watching you grow and mature and watching your game change in your body, your commitment to your teammates, all of it. Uh, when you when you look at the game uh, through your eyes, what's the most fun part about being in your shoes right now? Just playing with a great team, just playing with a great team. I think we have a lot of fun and I think we have a lot of different personalities on the team that makes it fun. Like everything's funny to us. <laughs> like everything is just, there's never really a dull moment. And I think that's what makes it fun. Cause I mean, we work really hard on the court, but to be able to work hard and it's not like, anything that's like a burden to us, if that makes sense. Like we just have a lot of fun doing it. Even when we make mistakes, we're still talking to each other and we just, we just work that way. When you get done playing and your basketball career is finished as a pro, uh, what do you want to do? Um, I want to be okay, ESPN, like analyst. Really, I want to stay within the game. Um, just, just stay within it because that's I've been playing basketball for so long. So just to leave after my pro career is done is would be kind of sad. So something like that. Yeah, I've been on the air for 34 years, uh, and it's been a lot of fun. I can tell you, it's a wonderful career to have, and uh, it has changed since when I started to what it is now. Um, it, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I hope you get to do it. Yes, me too. Well, I appreciate you being with uh, us on Nothing But Net. Thank you for taking the time from your busy schedule and right out of practice to join us. Thank you so much. Hey, hey, Ryan Howard, one of the all-time greats in the University of Kentucky, joining us on Nothing But Net. Ryan, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Hey, this is a busy time in a college student's life. You got some exams, you got some games. What's going on on campus right now? Um, well, my finals are, you know, like projects because I'm a digital media major. So it's kind of good. What's one of the projects you're working on in your uh, digital uh, media studies? Um, so I'm in a fibers class. So like you learn how to crochet and stuff. And I made this pillow for my final. It's got all my teammates initials on it. So it's pretty good. That's pretty cool. Um, when you're done playing basketball, what would you do with that degree? How does that translate to the real world? Um, I could become a graphic designer um, and be like, you know, do the promotions, create logos, um, create like different posters or 
you know, I have experience doing like photography and videography as well. So. Have you created your own logo for yourself yet, for your own brand? Uh, yes, I have. All right. Well, I will look forward to seeing that when I see you in Louisville on Sunday, because we've got at one o'clock at ESPN uh, in Louisville. We've got Kentucky and Louisville playing, which is always a great rivalry. It's always a great matchup. Uh, you've played in this rivalry a couple of times. What do you love the most about playing in it? Um, It's just great to be able to play, you know, a rival team. Um, and then just the fact that I'm playing against you know, Coach Walls after playing for him um, a couple of summers. Um, it's just great. And then I have a couple of friends on that team, and it's always going to be a huge crowd. So it's just fun. I know Coach Walls is probably going to whisper something something in your ear while you're running up and down the floor because he did coach you. Um, you guys had a good relationship. I know how much he respects your game. Uh, what was it like to play for him? It was good, and he taught me a lot while um, in our short time. So he's definitely probably going to be whispering something to me. Um, but hopefully I'll do my best to keep him quiet. <laughs> you might have to look at him over there at him and give him the shush sign one time or another, maybe. <laughs> yeah. He'd probably love it. All right, Ryan. So with this giant game that you have, the first time I met you was Big Blue Madness. And I thought you were so quiet to have this giant game, like an incomparable skill set that everyone wants to know how you became such a great player. And, you know, part of the maturing process on campus is not just your game, but off the floor. How do you think you've handled all that media responsibility that comes with your celebrity? Um, overall, I think I've handled it pretty well. Um, you know, a lot of people consider me like really big time or a celebrity, like you said, but. I just like to think of myself as another normal person and, you know, be able to talk to people and have a conversation and just get them engaged in the game and, you know, just bring more fans and keep them excited. I know you've been spotted uh, scouting Louisville already. I saw you when I was watching film today on the Michigan game. Uh, why'd you go over to the Michigan game? I mean, how much advanced scouting are you actually doing uh, as a player getting ready to, to play Louisville? Um, a little bit of scouting for sure, but also um, to go watch Nas play for Michigan. Um, you know, she was on that team with me when we were playing for Coach Walls. So um, I was like bucking in on what Louisville was doing, you know, how they were getting their buckets, what they were doing on defense. But I was just looking to have a good time. Did you have fun over there? Did anybody give you a hard time, uh, give you a razz because you were over there? Um, and I know you were wearing neutral colors, which was smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have a hard time. Um, it was all good vibes that day. Yeah. I've also seen you in the gym when the men are practicing at Kentucky. You and Coach Cal have a unique relationship. What's that like? Um, I just like to go in there and, you know, see, you know, what their practices look like, what they're working on, because they are top-tier team, as they always are. And then Coach Cal, he'll see me. He'll point at me, give me a hug. Um, so for him to just like even allow me to be in the gym while they're practicing, you know, often teams don't let other players come in. It's just um, great. And it speaks a lot about Kentucky and it speaks a lot about Coach Cal as a person. Like he loves all other sports. He supports everyone. Um, and then like, he's overall just a great teacher. So I look to learn stuff from them and 
from him in general that I could take back to our side of the program and just help us get better as well. What's one or two things that you have learned from your conversations with him or from being in the gym with him? Um, I've learned like with him when he's coaching, when he's, you know, talking to his players, he doesn't care. Like if you are a shooter, he expects you to shoot the ball and let it fly. So he has all the confidence in all of his players, whether they're coming off a bad game or like they just had the best game of their life. He is looking for them to perform at the highest of their capability. So I just looked at and I put that confidence in my teammates and then everyone in our program because I know that they can play how I want them to play and how I expect them to play day in and day out just as they can expect from me. Coach Elsie gives you a lot of responsibility on the floor. Um, there are is an incredible playbook that you guys have to run plays for you, but there's also a chance to get you off the ball so you can do some other things or not get worn down. I mean, it is a long season. Uh, when you look at the way you have prepared your body to play with the kind of durability that you play with, what's the most important key for you as the season goes on to keeping yourself healthy and focused? Um, I would say, you know, staying locked in in the weight room and staying on top of things conditioning-wise because it is going to be a tough season and it is going to be a physical season. So I need to be able to maintain a good conditioning standpoint to be able to run all those plays through me or um, be a big part of like our playbook, like you said, and be able to you know produce while being getting beat up or like being targeted at the time. This might sound kind of crazy, but I want to ask you, did you watch The Last Dance and Michael Jordan? I did. Yes. So do you remember that part? Because you just made me think of it. The part where he got in the weight room and did more in the weight room because of the physicality of the the, the pounding and the targeting, the uh, the double teams, um, you know, all the things that he had to, to deal with. Do you see yourself sort of, I mean, like that? Almost definitely, you know, with um, a new strength and conditioning coach and Coach Taylor, he has us um, doing everything that we need to be doing and at the highest weight, but at the smartest, like, capability. So he's not, like, killing us, but he's making sure that we're maintaining our strength while getting stronger at the same time. So um, I would say I've been very locked in and, you know, sometimes I, like, don't want to go in there, but at the end of the day, I know it's beneficial for myself and for my teammates. Yeah, we all have seen Coach Taylor around for many years. So, yeah, I can understand why you might not want to go in there. <laughs> um, so uh, what about Coach Elsie? Uh, you know, what a transition for everyone last year. And then you guys get off to such a great start. And Coach uh, Mitch Barnhart takes the interim off. And now she's the head coach. And this is her first full year. Um, how, how's it going for you guys? Like, obviously, you have to be connected to be able to have the success that you're having. Um. It's going pretty good. Uh, she knows what she's doing. She's not new to this anymore. So she's expecting us to come out here and basically make her look good. But behind closed doors, she really cares about us. She's pushing us as hard as she can um, because she knows how much we can give and how much we care about this game. As the season goes on, uh, it's, it's going to be challenging, right? The SEC is known as a physical, rugged league. Uh, what are you planning to 
help your teammates understand as the season goes on, like what's important moving forward that you make sure you guys are connected on? Um, I would say just always being on the same page and be able to lock in defensively mainly because the offense will come with us. Like everyone can score, everyone can shoot, but we all, you know, we'll have a breakdown every now and then. And we know that we can't have that in SEC games because they're going to like exploit it and they're going to make us pay. Um, so just making sure that we all like are holding ourselves accountable and just staying locked in. And at the end of the day, like we just have to play basketball. What do you think about the WNBA? Are you trying to just keep that out of your focus or because last year you could have gone and you decided to stay to come back. So you came back because you wanted to accomplish some other things. What, how do you make sure like this whole conversation about potentially being the number one pick, how do you keep your focus on that? Um, you don't think about it really. Um, so I've had talks like we have a new coach and coach Gigi as well. That's what we call her coach. Go guess some course. Um, and she was like, so do you want to talk about it? Or like, do you just want to, you know, not talk about it? Because she's been in a position where her players have obviously gone to the league. And I was like, you know what? Like, if I do what I'm supposed to do here, then all of that will follow. So I just take my time and focus on the task at hand and focus on helping myself get better, help my teammates get better, so that at the end of the day, it's not just me being set up for success. We're all being set up for success. You have achieved a lot individually. There's no question. You've been back-to-back SEC Player of the Year. You're an All-American. You're one of the highest scoring players in the country. And there's some people out there that criticize you that say that you take plays off. What do you say to that? I'd say they need to get up there and try to accomplish what I've accomplished. Um, I wouldn't say I'm taking plays off. It's just a matter of not taking every shot. Um, getting my teammates involved and keeping them involved because what if I have like say something happens and I have to go out if I'm doing all of that and I'm taking every shot they're not going to know how to play without me so it's just a matter of setting everyone up um, and you know, knowing what to do and when to do it I'm perfectly fine if you want to rest on the defensive end that doesn't bother me one bit as long as you're not tired on the other end <laughs> it's good for the game Ryan we, I'm so proud of everything that you've done and the way you've represented Kentucky and the way you represent yourself and your family your teammates are lucky to have somebody like you that plays as hard and competes as hard as you do and I look forward to seeing you at 1 o'clock on Sunday on ESPN against the Louisville Cardinals it'll be a lot of fun it will be thank you so much for having me alright see you soon see ya